Bernie Sanders wins New Hampshire. The Oscars flopped. Trump is winning. And we're going to talk about California's homeless problem. This is the Matt and Chan Show. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Yes, indeed. Ronald Reagan there. Good morning. This is the Matt and Chan Show. Sean Smith is our guest host this morning. Hey, hey. um, In place here for Chandler today. Just decided to 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 be on here today. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, Sean, you ready to dive into today's headlines? Yeah, let's get started. Um, So New Hampshire, Bernie Sanders won last night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dude, New Hampshire, New Hampshire is something else. Biden's finally seen that he needs to change something up right now if he wants to any chance. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is actually a competitor; like he's actually competing with everyone else. And I didn't see that two weeks from now, or two weeks ago. And then, uh, of course, Elizabeth Warren predicted she'll be she'll be out of the race within the next two months, probably. Really, she said that she's built for the long run. Um, I mean. Maybe endurance-wise, but she won't have the money for it eventually. So, yeah. And then Andrew Yang yesterday is now out of the race. That 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 that, that was sad, man, dude. Like and- Yang Gang. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Andrew Yang was an understandable guy, very really relatable with uh like millennial and Gen Z people, but at the same time, he was just a uh, a little bit more moderate. I feel like in some areas than other candidates, and he was a he was a great guy, but he didn't have the he didn't have the support at all yeah no i had some friends that were like oh man he might be a, a contender but of course money and resources and support of course all play a role in it do you think there's anybody on the democrat party at the moment that can contend against donald trump i mean yes and no i mean we're still we're still five months away from actually having an actual compete like competition when we hit june july when the primaries are actually announced and the we have an actual democrat nominee to go up against trump but i think right now as it stands no uh but it depends on how the democrats if if they're going to separate like they did last election with bernie and everything like that it won't they won't win they will win yeah no it's it's interesting because at the time like we have pete Buttigieg, bernie sanders i don't think the left wants bernie sanders as their candidate socialism they don't want to be the party of socialism but their party is so far left at this point they all sound the same well i mean we had the whole russian uh, the the russian investigation everything that russia Russia. revolved around yeah (laughs) revolved around the whole idea that uh basically they did not want bernie to be president at all they won hillary and i still think they don't want bernie in there but the voters on the left want bernie 
I just, yeah, I think the voters, they want Bernie. I don't think the Democrat Party, I think they'll do everything in their power. Look at 2016, Hillary Clinton. They didn't let Bernie win that nomination. I think everything was kind of set up for Hillary Clinton. They're like, okay, yeah, Donald Trump. You can beat Donald Trump. The poll numbers, everything's going to go for you. And 2016 happened. (laughs) And they're still doing that now. They're still saying, like, you have Biden going out there saying, oh, all of us can be uh like donald trump we have no problem there and i'm like you're really underestimating again they they don't learn from history and yeah. that's what like one thing it's like you can't be doing that you have to change up something they're not changing anything up they're just gonna keep saying the same thing over and over again uh and they're just gonna lose if they do that and they they're forgetting about the people who they forgot about last time so yeah, so I have a clip from MSNBC about Joe Biden on The Morning Joe, and he had some stuff to say about Donald Trump and his odds of winning the election. So they have put a finer point on it saying we cannot nominate Bernie Sanders or we'll lose. He said this is, people are not going to vote for socialism, he says. Do you agree with that, that if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, Democrats will lose? I refuse to suggest any Democrat can lose. I think, uh, you know, we could run Mickey Mouse against this president and have a shot. Uh, wow. Mickey Mouse. Bro. Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I mean, Mickey Mouse can be any of those Democrat nominees right now, though, at the same time. Hey, at least Mickey Mouse has a platform. Well, Mickey Mouse has a really big platform and a lot of supporters. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, Trump, think, the thing they don't know about is that there's this huge divide right now in America, and... There's not a whole lot of moderates. It's more about how much can you rally your side to vote for you right now. That's just how it's sad, but that's just how it is. Trump's getting his ra- his side to rally while the left is kind of just like split. Yeah, it's just it's one side or the other. Um, I know me and Sean talk quite a bit about the partisanship and politics and how far we've come. It's one side or the other. And in November, it's going to be the thing. Do you support Trump? Do you not support Trump? Do you support Bernie Sanders and socialist principles or whoever their candidate is right now, Bernie Sanders, the front runner. Um, it was supposed to be Biden. Biden was supposed to be the lock in CNN, MSNBC, all the news outlets, fake news, all these polls come out. It's just like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden placed fifth in New Hampshire and Iowa. What was he third or fourth down the list? I mean, you look at news art agencies or anything like that. And you just see how much they were a joke. I mean, I had I had a lot of fun. Uh, best best TV of my life three years ago, uh, on election night. That was that was real fun TV. Just watching them all like cry and breaking down television. Like, oh, how can how can Trump win? That wasn't supposed to happen. I was like, yeah, because you're biased and you didn't want to look at any other opinion but yourself. Yeah, um, Sean, do you want to say uh, a story or tell us a story about Pennsylvania and your shirt? Oh, I mean. Yeah, I, I wore, I always wear a Pennsylvania shirt every time there's an election. And uh, last time they had presidential election, I wore a Pennsylvania shirt. I had a very liberal teacher at that time. He uh, tells me, I told him beforehand, I was like, yeah, you got to watch out for those Rust Belt states. And he's like, come on, Pennsylvania is a Democrat state, Democrat stronghold. You're, you're delusional for thinking Trump's going to win. And especially Pennsylvania. I was like, you got to watch out. Maybe, maybe something happens. Well, that night... Everything happened. Next next morning I go into class, he's like, Don't even talk to me. 
don't don't I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's just Pennsylvania and these other states that Trump. I think Trump's going to flip some states this year. Some even more. There's more support. He has his incumbent numbers are going through the roof. I mean, I don't think he'll flip in many more states. I think uh, like just because the whole idea of his win the first time was so strong, mm-hmm. being able to bring in Pennsylvania. Um, just if you look at history, I don't think he'll win Pennsylvania. I don't think he's going to have as strong as a win. I do think he will win. But you'll think it'll be a tighter race against whoever the Democratic Party comes out. As far as electoral votes, um, I don't know how the popular vote goes. And honestly, don't really care about the popular vote. You might have a thousand votes, but I mean. Yeah, and then Hillary Clinton won the popular vote and a lot of people about the Electoral College. And it's just a common theme of the Democratic Party now is if you don't win, the system's broken or rigged. They've been saying that for a while. Yeah. The the Hawkeye Cockeye this week, the Iowa caucus. Oh no, the system's broken. It's it's working, I guess. They can't even count votes. I mean, make an effective app. That's all you need to do, and they can't even do that correctly, and they want to run a country. Well, shoot, look at Obamacare. They couldn't even get the website running. <laughs> How much money? They spent millions of dollars on that and nothing. So just go to Weebly.com. I know Weebly.com. Um, that's our sponsor. Let's get, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. We're not going to get into that. But I know we're going to we're going to do a reading right now. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some stuff that happened at the Oscars. Oh, you got to love it. I know Sean wanted to do some some analysis on some of that that happened. First, we got to pull up a clip from uh, Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt, he's up for once once upon a time in Hollywood, and and this is for what was this a. Uh, um, co-appearance what do they call it uh, I, I don't know some some hollywood elitist thing yeah so he's going up there to give his award i like i like brad pitt he's a cool dude love his movies and stuff but then he gets up and he says this academy for this honor of honors they told me i only have 45 seconds up here which is 45 seconds more than the senate gave john bolton wow and he talks right on the impeachment hearings and the call for witnesses and he gets political I mean, what do we expect, though? Everyone at that award show is pretty much out of touch with reality. Um, they all want to think they're important. They're like, don't they don't know what their real purpose is, and they're 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 there to act. Yeah. Um, no one honestly cares about what they have to say, and they think that everyone they think they're just being influential people and just narcissism all around. Yeah. Did you have any like? other thoughts on the Oscars. Um, I watched some of it. I was in and out. I didn't watch all of it. I thought it was pretty entertaining besides some of the political content. It was actually really good until Brad Pitt got up. I mean, have you seen Parasite? No, I haven't. Yeah, no no one else has either. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear about that until last night, and I'm like, what is that? I've never heard of that movie before in my life, and it, the, the best movies don't win. The only, the only thing I was kind of happy was Walking Phoenix winning Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Everything else, I was like, I've never heard of this before in my life. The only reason they're winning, like it, the award show, like the, the Academy Awards, record time, winning record for uh, like lowest pe- yeah. amount of people watching it. No one really cares about watching them anymore. Yeah, and the thing is, people don't tune in for the Oscars to get their daily news. They're not getting here. You're not going to get this. You're not getting this platform to go up. Oh, this is a campaign. It's not. It, you're, we're celebrating movies and greatness and of the past year, and then people get up and try to make this political movement, and it really hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. 
when I, that's another thing I saw someone say, oh, the reason why the Oscars are record low is because like new television stuff like that. And I look, I was like, then why is like the Super Bowl at a whole time high right now for this last Super Bowl? No one wants to watch the Oscars. Not just because of political mumbo jumbo or whatever they're saying on there. They're just boring. Yeah. It's just boring. Yeah. You sit there for the Golden Globes is like three hours long. The Oscars so is isn't Oscar. as. Yeah. So it's. It's coming in, and um, who was the host? I can't remember. Um, for it was Ricky Gervais. He comes on for the Golden Globes, and he just blows up the stage. He's like, "You shouldn't get up here to give a speech about stuff you don't even know about." Most of you guys don't even have a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So, and I think it was great. Um, I know a lot of people were shook. Tom Hanks at that award show. Oh my gosh, so righteous, and I know so much better than most Americans. But they are just in their tight little bubble in Hollywood. Yeah, go ask them how much a gallon of milk is. They well, won't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's um. They haven't they haven't really worked a day in their life if you really think about it. They, they're millionaires that complain about how life how hard their life is while they make everyone else's life worse. It's just ridiculous. Yep, and the Democrats they they have on all these problems. They're making up issues and stuff so that they can campaign around. But the thing is, a lot of these issues have been fixed by Donald Trump. And they don't really have anything they're running against. The economy's in a boom right now we're seeing numbers his approval rating as you saw 49 percent through gallup yeah i mean the highest approval rating right now i mean also for the republican party in general for the first time since 2005 a party has had above a 50 percent approval rating which is ridiculous um i mean don't get me wrong the impeachment thing was super horrible but at the same time as a republican i kind of liked it yeah because it kind of just it revealed just how bad the Democratic Party is, but also Trump's approval rating went through the roof because there's there's everyone, the whole American public looks at this and says, "This is clearly a witch hunt." Yeah, and I think with the approval numbers going up, not just by like Rasmussen, a conservative poll or something like that, this is Gallup, and they they're, I mean, the American Republic is definitely responding. Yeah, and um, and our one Republican that straight away, Mitt Romney. Um, just a new article from the Washington Examiner this morning. Utah Republicans are trying to get bills together to punish Mitt Romney for the impeachment vote. Um, and they're trying their hardest to to get back at Mitt Romney. I know uh, um, CPAC, um, they didn't invite him back this year. And that was like a day after the impeachment. They were really quick. Hey, um, you don't stand for our values anymore. You're gone. Any thoughts on Mitt Romney? Maybe a Democratic candidate? I know his name's been floating around as an outsider. I mean... I, I don't appreciate Mitt Romney going for that, on, like especially on his grounds of saying, like, oh, it's because of my religion and everything like that. But at the same time, we can't lose – like, Republicans can't lose that seat. Um, they need to learn how to get past what they are right now. Um, Mitt Romney is not leaving office anytime soon. Uh, and the only way you could really hurt him is by taking away his ability to have, like, interest groups, mm-hmm. conservative interest groups. At the same time, he's already got a lot of money. I don't. I feel like he was going to be a one and done senator, anyways. Not just because he, I don't think he'll run again because he's pretty old. Um, but at the same time, he, he just got elected in there. Uh, he'll be in there for four more years after this year after this election. Uh, we just probably need to learn how to work with him, get past the situation, and uh, like get his vote back on their side. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where it comes down to. If if it was his election year, that'd be the stupidest thing you could ever do. But it's not his election year, so um, 
I don't feel like it's a big deal, um, especially for him. It didn't sway the voting at all. Um, I think if it had swayed the voting, it might have impacted him maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I think just in general, it, it, I think he'll he'll, he'll be fine. Republican Party will be fine. I think he will get a little bit of pushback, but give it some time. And and if he's still if he's still going to the left on some things, then then we'll see. But I don't yeah. I don't think he will. Yeah. So um, I know part of the opening is where's Biden, and we kind of talked already about him and his polls and him dropping. Um, but I had a, a thing from his campaign speech yesterday, and I think it's an interesting statistic that he came out with. Um, I don't know what year it is. It's what twenty twenty, correct? And this is what Biden had to say about the African-American vote. 99.9%. That's the percentage of African-American voters who have not yet had a chance to vote in America. Uh, Tell them, it ain't over, man. We're just getting started. That was from BBC News. Wow. I mean, he... Maybe maybe his statistics are right. It doesn't matter because Democrats don't really look up statistics when they're saying stuff like that. I mean, almost no politician does. But you got to look at that. Democrat, I mean, African-American voters right now, The only, he, he's trying to ride on the coattails of Barack Obama, who, first African-American president, clearly had a great representation in the African-American community. He's trying to ride on those coattails, and he hasn't even got the endorsement of obama yet mm-hmm. i mean the guy who gave you presidential medal of freedom hasn't even endorsed you yet so i feel like he just he, he started off on top and he, ever since he came out and said i want to run for president he's just gone downhill the guy the guy's killing himself and it's just like if he had been quiet and just ran he would have still been better than where he's at right now yeah it's just his unpredictability and his stuff. And he just comes out and just says all these crazy things. Um, even in the campaign um, in uh, he's been in South Carolina and New Hampshire. I know he didn't actually stay in New Hampshire this week. He took off to South Carolina for the next primary um, to try to rally votes there. He kind of thought it was a done deal um, in New Hampshire. He knew he probably wasn't going to get win or win this one um, that Bernie was probably going to take this one. Um, and he just, and he just left. And um, what was it? Sunday, I think he came out. I think this was Sunday. And he comes out. Somebody asked him about the Iowa caucus. And he had a pretty interesting answer in response to that. I know with Joe Biden, there's so many sound clips. You can just go on and on. It's like it's like a comedy show. You can just you just pull something every day from from Joe Biden. So here we go. Joe Biden responding to somebody that was at one of his rallies. The performance in Iowa. And why should the voters believe that you can win the national election? It's a good question. Number one, I was a Democratic caucus. You ever been to a caucus? No, you haven't. You're a line dog faced pony soldier. You said you were, but you're, you're, now you got to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a little bit confusing in Iowa, number one. But let's assume it was all, everything was exactly right in Iowa. The idea that you come in with about half the can, half the delegates that the leaders come in with in Iowa does not necessarily say how you're going to win. So, wow. A dog-faced pony soldier. I mean, at this point, I, 
he's trying to take a book out of Trump's book. I mean, like a page out of Trump's book, but at the same time, I mean, I know Trump, I mean, he's been notorious for making up nicknames. Some of them maybe being offensive or not, but I don't know what he's Biden's doing. Um, this is one thing you just, he's hurting himself, especially amongst Democrats and you have to get the Democratic nomination before you became even American's nomination. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't e- even get the support of the Democrats, and that's the sad part. Like, it's just I I don't, I don't get what he's trying to do. Yeah, and I remember some time back, you were Joe Biden in the Democrat running looked at like at least he's been supposed to be the moderate choice here. Um, a lot of people are looking at him as the more more moderate that he can he can rally the Democrats together. He can get the vote um, right off the coattails of Obama and win the the Democratic um, nomination. And Bernie's just taken off. He's taken steam, um, and he's just it's it's crazy to see. Well, I mean, yes, um, I mean Bernie has got a lot of support, especially amongst like. Younger people as well. Yeah, our our college college age group probably like nineteen to twenty five. Um, you can't can't discredit Bernie. He's a great. I think I think he's a strong fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think that's like something very good about him. That's something I would say he's a very strong fighter. But at the same time, it's like Biden is that moderate person that personally, even before this election cycle, before the whole debates even began, I said he's the only one that has a chance against Trump. I don't believe that anymore, really, because I don't think he'll even get the Democrat nomination. He's just collapsing. He needs to basically sit down and rethink, hey, what am I going to do? Um, I do think it was a good thing for him not to go to New Hampshire. He wasn't going to win it. I, I totally agree with him. He yeah. needs to worry about getting some of those early delegate votes, uh, just get his poll numbers up again. He needs to start getting votes up again. He needs to start getting his image out there a little bit better. Um, early early primaries aren't as important as the later ones. Um, you're not out of the race yet, but he needs to start changing around right now. Um, I think even though he is fourth and fifth right now, I think he can get up there. Um, I don't think – I honestly don't think Warren or Globochar can, but – I think Biden has a chance uh, just because he needs to start, stop running maybe on the coattails of Obama and start doing his own thing. Yeah, and stop trying to save something that's no longer there. So let's move on. CNN this morning, the big headline, Trump's unchecked power. As we saw in the impeachment hearings, they're trying to find anything on Trump. And now they're saying that he's trying to get revenge against the Demo- or against Democrats and people in his cabinet. Thoughts? When we start believing CNN, I know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. This is I, CNN. This is our, this is what they're going to feed. CNN's going to feed to NBC. They, CNN does not know what they're talking about a lot of the time. Um, it's sad to say. Like I think even like MSNBC and stuff like that. Like a lot of the time, I, I kind of see MSNBC as the other side of Fox, where they're, they're both have some stuff where they stretch the truth or something like that. But CNN just straight up goes out and lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know their facts and they still lie. We have Don Lemon over there. Uh, one of the worst act, worst act, worst. Uh, he's getting paid 10 million a year. Yep. For something like that. He's ridiculously bad at his job. Um, and I remember like 
I remember when he had a uh, back during the Missouri thing at Ferguson, they were talking about semi-automatics and automatic uh, guns. And he didn't even know the difference. And he's trying to tell all of his audience, oh, they're the same exact thing. You're just arguing semantics. I was like, you don't even know what you're talking about. And they're paying him $10 million a year for it because, honestly, CNN, they're not hiring you because they care about what you know or don't know. They're just hiring you because, oh, you're a Democrat. That sounds good. And you're black? Okay. And it's just time after time, the media. I just think the media is the Democratic Party, and the Democratic Party is the media. They're they're all so intertwined at this point, and it's, and it's just evident. And I, I, a lot of people, the ratings are down. Trump says it at his rallies all the time. Look at the fake news back there, and the ratings are just down. I think more people are tuning in for his speeches and to go on there for news content. People are finding news elsewhere. Well, I feel like th- this is something with just the American public in general, but I'm focusing on Democrats here. You do have the media, you have the Democrat Party, and then you have the Democrat voters. Mm. Uh, yes, you do have a large majority of Democrat voters, especially younger people that look at the media. And they're like, I love the media, don't like the Democratic Party. Then you have some of the older voters, I like the Democratic Party, don't care too much for the media. Um, I feel like at the same time, though, they're, they're trying to fight for the same thing. They both don't want Bernie in there. And if Bernie were to win this, I think maybe he's got a chance at doing something against Trump. But uh, that's a long way away from now. He could do anything from during hey, any anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. You can't count anything out. Um, Trump winning win ah won in twenty sixteen. Yeah, I don't want to say oh he can't win. We we don't know anything anymore. Yeah, um, and you looked at all the news during the election cycle. The second Trump came down the escalator and all the news that was spread about him and Trump, he had a lot of things thrown at him during the election. And then to come to it, he ends up winning the whole thing. And really nothing ever sticks to Trump. He's, I mean, the thing is nothing sticks to him because he doesn't care. Yeah. He, he's got like this attribute that I really like. He's cause he's kind of a troll, but sometimes it's a good kind. He's able to basically get the whole Democrat Party fuming, and it's kind of it makes his approval ratings sometimes go up when they start fuming. They're like impeach, 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 and all of a sudden, oh, he's at forty nine percent now. I know you were just telling me about the Roger Stone thing right before we started, and oh, we need to investigate his tweets because this is this could be something that we could pull off later. Another impeachment trial if he gets he gets reelected in twenty twenty. Do you think they'll try impeachment again? I honestly don't know what they're trying there because you have those. They're all for two investigations. I don't honestly think that they're going for an investigation to get him impeached to find anything because they haven't found anything ever. Uh, they- wow. So we're going to have to take a quick break. We have some fire alarms going off in the apartment. We'll be right back. This is the Matt and Chan show. <laughs> Welcome back to the Matt and Chan Show. Sorry for that interruption. We have the fire alarms going off. The left trying to stop us again. So we're going to get into it. Sean's not here to join us now. He had to leave. He had to go get ready for Model United Nations. Me and him are leaving for Boston this afternoon. It's going to be a good time. So we're going to get into it a little bit. We had some responses from our show from last week. My grandma, Sherry White, she reached out. She said, just listen to the whole program. 
you guys are doing a great job. I just thought somewhere in the middle of the show, you might want to do a bit of research on how many individuals and how many businesses have left California since Brown and Newsom have messed up the state. So I have some numbers here. Let's pull some up to see how many facilities have less. So this is from the KFI AM 640, iHeartRadio.com. So it says that 660 different California-based companies have already moved their facilities out of the state. And now they've established over 765 facilities outside of California. As we have some of the strictest regulations on businesses here and one of the highest tax states in America. So I just wanted to look at our California and our issues that revolve around our homeless problem and our big pressing issues in California. I just wanted to take a look at some of what Gavin Newsom had to say yesterday on audio clip number four for us this morning. Um, Let's pull it up. This was Gavin Newsom yesterday on The View. Last election, we are the most un-Trump state in America. We're also the most diverse state in America. 27% of our state foreign born. And more important than anything else, we're also prospering together across every conceivable. Prospering. California. We have one third of all the homeless population in the United States. The homeless crisis is a big and real thing in California. We saw it off Gavin Newsom's record in San Francisco. You look at San Francisco and the many things that are going on with our homeless problem increase. Gavin Newsom, are we really prospering? Let's really look at it. Gavin Newsom is almost like a Jerry Brown 2.0. He's coming in with very left and radical ideas, and he just wants to increase our, our budget spending in California. And this is just going to increase taxes and it's going to make harder for Californians to make a living and to actually be able to prosper here in, in the state. So we're going to look at some stuff. So California's homeless rate has hit double digit highs and has uh, pretty much almost quadrupled in numbers. And I think a lot of things have to uh, play in that with drugs and other problems that are that the state poses. So I had some numbers here from how many homeless that we have in our state. So these are the highest rates across the country. California has a 68.9% of people that uh, have unsheltered people um, and people experiencing homelessness. And that is a total number. This is an estimate from 2018, 129,000. 972 homeless and 89,543 that are unsheltered. And it's crazy because you look at it, the next state, 61.7%, Oregon, very liberal, Democrat run state. And they have 14,476 homeless and 8,925. And you look at the comparison here, California has 80,000 more. It is a smaller state, 80,000 more unsheltered and pretty much 115,000 or so more than Oregon. And it's crazy to look at. We have one of the most rapid economies in California because of our agriculture business, Silicon Valley, et cetera. But Gavin Newsom wants to add more regulations, healthcare for all, the speed rail project that was a complete bust. A lot of tax dollars were wasted on that. A lot of homes and different businesses had to be taken down in order for the speed rail. And now we're not supposed to have any speed rails at all now. Everything fell through. We still have the project in California, the remnants of that project. 
I just think it's incredible that we have a Gavin Newsom in office and all of the different things that have happened in California and people are just leaving. I know people, I work at Sunnyside Country Club and I know many business leaders that have already left the state. Just two months ago, I had one of my friends there and he said, yeah, just I'm moving. I got my family. They're in Idaho now and we're taking off too. And people are going to Texas and these states are starting to have these kind of blue left factions within these red states. And people are just leaving because it's hard to make a complete living here. And taxes are high. We have one of the highest rates of living in the United States and people are leaving where they can go and get a home here in the, in uh, San Francisco, you're, you're looking at 900,000, a million dollars for a home in San Francisco. If you wanted to purchase Idaho, you can get the same amount or more for around 200 to $400,000. Of course, I'm going to go to Idaho, cheaper living. I'm going to be able to keep more money and I'm not going to have to be regulated from all the things in California. So I just wanted to respond on that. So we're just going to hit um, some of the closing stuff. I'm be heading to Boston with Sean this week, as I talked with Chan last week. It's going to be a good time. We're going to be over there trying to get policy and different things. It's a mock United Nations um, going with the, the WHO committee, the World Health Organization. And we're going to represent the country of Jamaica. It's going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of history in Boston. I want to look at the Freedom Trail, um, Paul Revere House, maybe see Fenway Park, Cheers Bar and a lot of other sites in Boston. And I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, um, this is this is going to be the closing right here. Next week me and Chan will be back to conquer the many myths that we see in our media and get after a lot of the left's talking points and we're going to tackle our news cycle and we're going to see what's going on with the Democrats. We're going to see what the, the the United Republicans are doing. And I think we're going to see some more winning with Trump. But till next time, this is the Matt and Chan Show. <laughs>